a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. If you missed the last two segments of the program, uh, great privilege to have Arthur Brooks uh, in studio with us, along with Natalie Gochner from the Kim C. Gardner Institute, uh, having a great conversation uh, about growth in the state, happiness, how you turn that into public policy and human flourishing. Uh, really some extraordinary things. Arthur truly, truly is one of the great thinkers uh, in the country. So if you missed that, make sure you go to the podcast. Uh, we'll get that loaded up later today, and uh, you can listen to that entire interview uh, with Arthur Brooks and Natalie Gochner. Uh, also, just as a reminder, tomorrow KSL will be broadcasting live from 5 a.m. to noon at, Wood, at Woods Cross High School. Uh, they're going to be there in the Davis School District. Davis School District runs uh, teen centers across multiple schools for kids who are homeless, and it's all uh, sponsored by the Davis Education. Foundation. So again, make sure you tune in tomorrow, 5 a.m. to noon, broadcasting from Woods Cross High School, a focus there with the Davis Education Foundation, doing some important work uh, for kids who are struggling with homelessness, uh, those who are kind of couch hopping, uh, some really great resources there as well. Well, we turn our attention now to Russia once again. Uh, Russia appears to be getting desperate after months of setbacks during its war with Ukraine. Now, Western officials are concerned that Russian Russia will launch a false flag attack to gain some momentum heading into winter. These winter months are so crucial. So the question is, what is Russia saying? How likely is that kind of attack? What does it actually mean in terms of where we are and where we go next? And we're really pleased to have joining us on the phone line, Ellen Mitchell, who's a staff writer uh, for The Hill. And uh, Ellen, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, in your piece in The Hill today, uh, you talked about those fears of that Russian false flag. Uh, give us what you're hearing in terms of your reporting on where we are. Right. So for the past week, starting Sunday, Moscow has kind of conducted this uh, diplomatic, in a way, campaign to promote an accusation that Kiev is preparing to release a so-called dirty bomb. And that is a... Uh, explosive, uh, typical explosive material with radioactive material mixed in. The idea is these kind of uh, attacks are not so much to hit a military target, but they are meant to destabilize population. So Russia's accusing Moscow, sorry, Russia is accusing Ukraine of uh, potentially using one of these. It has claimed without evidence that there are two facilities within Ukraine that can create this kind of munition and 
basically, uh, we've heard it once from the Russian defense secretary, and we've heard it again uh, Monday and Tuesday uh, from various other Moscow officials. And so far, the U.S., uh, Kiev, and uh, other Western allies and partners have all really pushed back against this. They say that it's just kind of an excuse that Moscow is putting out there. So where there were to be some kind of attack like this, it would be a so-called false flag attack. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and as you look at that, uh, can you get any sense uh, from your reporting on this and from your sources, is is any of this designed uh, more for that consumption inside of Russia? Is this part of Vladimir Putin kind of rallying uh, the people and those that he's uh, trying to get into military service uh, to say we're you know we're under attack and and it's us against them? Is is that part of the internal propaganda and communication strategy for Vladimir Putin? Yeah, well, it certainly could add into that. Uh, Russia, obviously, since it began the attack on Ukraine in February, um, has not been getting the success that it had hoped. Um, obviously, last month, we saw uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin announce a call-up of 300,000 reservists. Um, the, I mean, that, that effort hasn't looked like it's going very well. The, the coming out of Russia, you know, these, these men are being trained for maybe all of 15 days before they're being sent to the front lines of Ukraine. Um, and so Russia, as we're going into winter, seems really desperate for some kind of win, so to speak. Um, right now, there is going to potentially going to be a big battle for Kyrgyzstan. That's what a lot of people have their eyes on right now. Um, it's what has been talked about uh, most recently. Um, yeah, basically, it's it's supposed to be one of the most consequential battles of the war, and it, it would determine whether Ukraine can, so, so to speak, loosen Russia's grip on southern Ukraine. Mm. Yeah, and so, uh, and so as that starts to play out, and again, I, I think these weeks leading into the, the depths of winter, I think, are going to be so crucial uh, obviously, Vladimir Putin, as you rightly described, needs a win of some sort uh, or a way to hold and uh, at least get a pause during those winter months where it will be tough slogging uh, for both sides. Uh, Ukraine obviously wants to stay on the offensive and keep that momentum mounting uh, going into those winter months. Are there other things that you're watching or paying attention to in terms of uh, w- what other strategies we're likely to see just within the next few weeks? Yeah, well, uh, as far as um, what people are watching, uh, there's been uh, basically a lot of uh, missile strikes on Ukrainian cities, civilian areas and infrastructure. You know, there's a lot of uh, wondering whether he's going to double down and continue that. Um, There has been uh, claims from Ukraine that Russia is laying the groundwork to possibly blow up 
a very uh, cr- uh, crucial dam uh, known as the Nova Kukova Dam. Uh, were Russia to blow that up, that would likely flood a major area of southern Ukraine. It could potentially uh, stall Ukraine's uh, counteroffensive to defend, uh, to push Russia out of Kyrgyzstan. Uh, and then there's been also a lot of uh, speculation around uh, what could happen with the, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this so terribly, uh, <laughs> as far as the uh, uh, nuclear power plant. So Russia yes. took that over at the start of the war, and there's been a, a lot of uh, watchful eyes on that and just what, you know, Russia could do. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so many things to keep our eyes on. Again, I think these next couple of weeks are going to be so vital. Uh, again, Ellen Mitchell's a staff writer for The Hill. Ellen, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. Coming up, the senior rabbi of the oldest Jewish congregation in the United States sat down with our friend Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of The Church News. We'll take a listen to what he had to say, not just on religious liberty or faith in the public square, but what we all need to do to elevate. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.